1: ...and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers.
0: It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods.
1: New episodes every other Monday.
0: What do you think happens when we die
1: at good day. A good day would be to sleep in. Take a motorcycle ride. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking.
0: Welcome back to Hanksy Panksy, Honor Among Reeves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends absconded with Tom Hanks, purloined Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm stealing your dad's car.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm Luke Patrick, and this week I am... Uh, a pretty, pretty cheerleader in a prom dress.
0: Oh, uh, well, yeah. you look beautiful.
1: Thank you. I worked really hard on my hair, mm-hmm. which I guess is more of a visual gag. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I, yeah, it I, I is. don't, I don't have any hair. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Now that I've chucked that brick out there, let's move mm-hmm. on.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we did watch 1988 The Night Before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, hmm. Taking
1: a taking a trip back to the '80s, we ain't been in the yeah, '80s yeah uh, outside of River's Edge in a while. Sam, did we? Did we? It's, we didn't even dip our toes with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, did we?
0: We did not. No, because he started in like the 2000s, really. Yeah,
1: like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Mhm.
0: It's been a minute since we hit the '80s, and uh, I I'm curious. Did you miss it? Actually, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more.
1: Yeah, there's something about the the early days of Tom Hanks where the movies were not good. Um, Uh But there's something very exciting about booting up a flick like Bachelor Party and seeing the 80s cheesy title screen wipe by. And then knowing Mm, you're in for some mad
0: politically incorrect hijinks with this one. You know, I was I was gonna start saying that I didn't miss the 80s and um, and that it was a terrible time. But you know what? You you, you put forth a, a pretty good point here, which is that you boot up a movie from the 80s and man, all the rules go out the window. Uh-huh. Anything <laughs> fucking goes. And you know, are the racism and sexism welcome? They are not. However, uh, the fact that, you know, it's not going to be the f- movie formula you're used to, that's pretty nice, <laughs> I won't even lie. Yeah.
1: I mean, and this is a time before ratings were really solidified, so a PG-13 mm-hmm. or a PG could mean they're dropping F-bombs and throwing Molotov cocktails at, into orphanages, for all you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, it
0: could be fucking anything. It, yeah. <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. <laughs>
1: It could be a donkey eating from a bowl full of pills. Uh, Yes. You just never know with these things. So I think in a lot of ways it's the same sensation as like, you know those reality shows where they open up storage units and everybody kind of bids on the storage unit? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe Storage Wars.
1: Storage Wars. Thank you.
0: It's a lot like
1: Storage Wars, you know, they, they throw open the gate, they give you a little peek, you buy it, and then, uh, you know, you sort yes. of start sifting through and you figure out what it is you bought.
0: My God, dude, that is such an apt description because, boy, oh, boy, you know, we find these movies and we just toss them up on our screen and God only knows what's going to jump out at us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost <laughs> always, uh, you know, rife with spiders yeah. But, uh, you know, it's different every time.
1: Yeah, all I know is that with the 80s, it's going to be old, it's going to have opinions, and it's going to be a wild ride before
0: things oh, are all set without a doubt. Down. Yeah. It is firmly, firmly in the fuck-around period of human history. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, as denizens of the find-out generation um yeah yeah we can firmly look back and point at it and say yes indeed look at them fuck around look at them do it with gusto
0: what how refreshing must it have been to just fuck around and never Mm -hmm. find out
1: yeah yeah so anyway um it was an 80s movie man hey sam how was your watch
0: A traditional yeah i honestly nothing to report mm-hmm uh, took a little bit of searching to find this movie because, uh, you know, not a lot of people watch 1988's The Night Before.
1: Hmm. You. Uh, so I will, you know, to break apart my watch really quick, Jeffrey Beesbos did have this one. Oh, yeah, no,
0: he had it. But when you search The Night Before uh, in, in Jeffrey Beesbos's, uh DVD collection, yeah. you gotta get... You got to go a few rows down further yeah. down than uh, you would expect
1: that is true. There were several other entries under the title under the titlage of the Night before that mm-hmm. looked like maybe better movies and um,
0: uh, I can tell you that one of them, the uh, the Seth Rogan comedy about a I believe an office Christmas party yes uh, is not.
1: Oh, okay. That is precisely the one I was thinking of. I just figured Seth Rogen's yeah. at the helm. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good Actually, ride.
0: no. That's not the office Christmas party one. That's the one where he and his friends go, like, bar hopping on Christmas Eve. Also, not great. Yeah. Either way,
1: um, yeah, my watch was about the same pretty standard. Did stand up about halfway through and did not really return Ooh. to my seat for Uh-oh. this one yep
0: oh yeah that's a bad sign uh i was on my phone a little bit during this i'm not i'm not gonna lie full disclosure yeah
1: i would blame you and i would chastise you and spank that that pert little bottom of yours but uh mm-hmm. i i can't really blame you on this one there's no judgments
0: Luke, I'm going to tell you, it felt a little weird for you to call my bottom perk. But uh, moving on, uh, what's the plot of this movie?
1: Here's Luke Patrick's patented three-act structure, Your Money Back Guarantee, and I believe I can do it pretty succinctly.
0: Act one
1: begins with a dazed and confused Keanu Reeves waking up, has no clue what has happened to him, um, and... uh, basically there's a guy who's like, what are you doing here and he's like, I don't know thus setting mm-hmm. the stage for the fact that all throughout Act one we kind of pieced together that Keanu was going to the prom with a girl Tara um, mm-hmm. and they were gonna have prison a grand-
0: zone Lori
1: Laughlin Lori Laughlin um mm-hmm. yeah, they were going to have a great time and then, uh, he doesn't remember anything, so he's slowly piecing together that he, he didn't make it to prom and things happened. Uh, rising tensions leading to act two with some rising tensions, which is, he discovers in his sort of remembering things that, uh, apparently he got drugged by a bartender and sold Tara into prostitution. Um, mm-hmm. and so he now has to go retrieve her, um... And so rising tensions as he tries to figure out where she is. And he goes back talking to more people from the night before. It's the title. Mm -hmm. You get it? Get it? Get Um, it? Get it? Very nuanced. Yeah. And uh, eventually leading to act three where he does finally discover her. And then he has a big face off with Tito. Tito is the guy. Who, through all the different acts, uh, people keep referencing him as someone who wants to fight uh, fight Keanu at dawn on Beacon Street. For mm-hmm. some things that he said during the night. So, yeah. So, Tito keeps popping up. And at the end, we do, in fact, meet Tito. It's the same guy that he saw when he first woke up. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, and then uh, they abscond, uh, or not abscond, they just get away in a car, in his dad's car, that he finally got back. Um, I want to talk about that, but we'll do that in a minute. And uh, then he he takes Tara home, and that's pretty much it. She doesn't rat him out to her dad, who is the chief of police. None of Mm -hmm. that, because he put his life on the line to protect her there in Act 3 at the Denouement with the big struggle with Tito. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, there's a reason I stopped doing Luke Patrick's three-act three structure, your running back guarantee. I'm going to stick with it this season. Mm-hmm. But what I would have said was, Keanu Reeves can't remember anything. He goes to prom, can't remember anything, and then they have to get it all back. Yeah. And that would have been probably as good.
0: It's uh, it's more succinct. Yeah. But... Um, I put it to you, our listeners who should not watch this movie do need to have a better understanding of the three-act structure of it. Yeah, it
1: is probably good that I go back to doing it. Anyway, Sam, remembering our new rule, which is that there are no good movies, there are no bad movies.
0: You mm-hmm. have to
1: come up with something else. What do you think of this movie?
0: This movie... Huh... Huh, okay here's the thing I knew we were doing this I neglected to think of a word yeah I'm I'm gonna say this movie is surprising
1: interesting
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: this movie is surprising now yeah I, yeah
0: or I was also thinking bewildering
1: hmm. I'm loving this Wordle style peek, uh, yes, one word at a time into what's going on underneath the hood. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, okay.
0: What what word would you use? Tedious. Tedious. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, I I think I know where you're going with the tedium. Hmm. Um. In, in that a lot of this movie is pretty repetitive.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. How many times can you see Keanu wander into a bar or any other place uh, on the quote-unquote wrong side of the tracks and go, hey, I don't know anything. And then lots of people go like, hey, it's you. And then he remembers a tiny piece, and then he wanders to a mm-hmm. new location, and he says, I don't remember anything. And then more people fill him in yeah
0: you know um honestly I can see it about the exact number of times they show it in the movie because it it does get a little old Mm -hmm. I'll grant you but I don't hate it I don't I don't I don't hate
1: it either I actually had an okay time watching this bad boy Um, yeah there's a there's a part in the
0: middle where it slumps a little bit
1: that is uh, exactly what i was gonna say there's a little middle bit if you notice my act two structure Mm -hmm. is a little flimsy that's because mostly that's where things drag is sort of the quest for Terra. so
0: yeah and that's that's where i was on my phone a lot yeah um however it's it's kind of fun at times and Mm -hmm. it does some legitimately like interesting sort of filmmaking things Hmm. because at the beginning of the movie where he's like really like sort of out of sorts can't remember shit and he gets these like i i like how the movie would like have someone saying something to him and As someone's saying it, you hear it in a different voice, and then suddenly he's in a different scene.
1: Mm, yeah. You like those sort of intertwines flashbacks. Um, It
0: worked for me. Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting way to provide context for what's happening to him currently without telling the whole ding-dang thing.
2: Yeah.
1: It is nice. It's that same,
0: Mm mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 keep going.
1: I was just going to say, it's the same thing that like Arrested Development made really popular and then Archer really nailed, which mm-hmm. is where uh, swapping scenes, someone will say the beginning, like the first half of a sentence or a full right. thought, and then like a question, and then another person in another scene will answer yes. that question or provide the rest of the sentence. Yeah, the mm-hmm. interstitial tissue between scenes is done through dialogue, and it is, it is pretty snappy for sure.
0: Yeah. It works. It's In many ways, it's sort of a proto-hangover. Well,
1: it's funny you mention that, because in my notes I did write that this is basically the plot of The Hangover. I mean... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, more racist, but, uh, yeah. but it is essentially The Hangover. Now you say that. Oh no! Hey, I know the Hangover's got its fair share of racism. Oh
1: no! I mean, yes, that is very true. But here's, here's my twist on this mm-hmm. movie. Is this the correct way to view this movie? I think so. Is it the accurate way to view this movie? No, not a bit. But okay, the correct way to view this movie is that Tara, Tara. Is it Tara or Tara? Uh,
0: I believe Keanu calls her Tara.
1: Tara Tara is very clearly afraid of not white people
0: oh without a doubt
1: yeah because they pull up into a sketchier neighborhood um,
0: yeah East LA
1: yeah um so not necessarily a place you want to be but at the same time they're safe um mm-hmm. and she's visibly freaked like yeah uh now see there's two ways you can view this one, This movie is like the quintessential white flight. This is what Republicans think will happen to you if Mm -hmm. you leave the suburbs at night kind of movie. Or this is a deep meditation on how everybody's just trying to make it and survive. As seen through Mm -hmm. the eyes of Keanu Reeves with Tara as a perfect foil to that. Who can't get over her own prejudices to see the people at the core of what's happening around her.
0: I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is not what the movie is trying to do. No, However, no, no. that is uh, how I am going to view it from now on. Yes,
1: this is what I mean. It's the correct way. It is not the <laughs> valid way. It is not correct. the factually accurate way to Absolutely. view this movie. Because I refuse to accept what the movie was putting down. And then in my own little head, uh, kind of viewing it from this perspective, it's actually pretty cool. That he keeps yeah. running into different folks, different strokes and different folks, and they're all just trying to make it. They're all just trying yeah, to survive.
0: You know, they're just, you know, they're trying to to um to succeed in uh, an economy and a system that is clearly, clearly stacked against them. Yes. And, you know, in some ways, it's really a meditation on uh, anarchy.
1: Mm, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are one chucked Molotov cocktail in a burning building. Uh, oh, yeah. Away from, from fully exposing that meditation on anarchy in this oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, I, like... <sighs> I don't even know where to start or where to begin, man. Yeah. Um. Now, here's... Here's what really carried the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Our main man, Keanu, really got me through it. Mm. Because we see a whole lot of new flavors that you and I have not gotten. Yeah. In the course of this project, we see a man dancing, uh, which I don't think we've seen up to this point, And dancing no. pr- pretty goddamn well. Yeah. Uh, He does a little bit of voice work when he pretends to be uh, Lisa when he calls uh, Tara's dad. (laughs) Yeah, true. And honestly, not bad. And we saw, Luke, we saw some very light sort of pencil drawn uh, 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 shadings of John Wick.
1: Okay, here's what I I literally cracked this joke because everybody in my house watched this movie. Um, mm-hmm. for once. I literally turned to everybody and said, man, John Wick, before he learned how to do all the gun stuff, was a little bit of a dweeb, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. Because the difference just, between
1: this movie and John Wick is that, in this one, he's like, I need to find Tara, instead of gun cocking sound, and then him going, I need right. to find Tara.
0: Like, exactly. Uh, I mean, there are moments where he is literally mugged by people that John Wick will later kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the
1: exact same page. Folks, you shouldn't watch this movie, but if you want to, you will see proto-John Wick. You can see oh, all yeah. of the, the... This is the the tarmac that leads directly yes. to John Wick in 50-something episodes.
0: Oh, my God. And uh, it was so nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really made me think that, like, Keanu Reeves was born to play John Wick.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and which is a shame, because you keep bringing it up, and Sam, we have literally 50-something episodes between us and John Wick.
0: Sure, yeah, it is a full calendar year from now. However, Luke, I'm wondering, do you think we're going to see Shades of John?
1: I think Shades of John has already happened and will continue to happen.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I Like, surely we're going to see bits and pieces of, like, Keanu Reeves being, like showing flashes of John Wick and we're going to be mm-hmm. like this is all just building like you know the foundation and the, the framing of the house that John Wick uh lives in before his dog is killed in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was about to say that it. exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think flashes
1: of John should be a new segment. I think anytime we spot the the you know some origins, the origins of John Wick We are obligated to stop the podcast and fucking talk about it. I
0: love this. I love this idea. So, folks, uh, I think we're. uh, I could speak for both of us, Luke, to say that uh, we're all looking forward to to flashes of John.
1: Yeah, more flashes of John in the future. But yeah, I absolutely agree that this one has some some really really stark contrasts uh, or some really really stark. Um, tie-ins with the John Wick mm-hmm. uh, that we know and love. So,
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, now, the other thing I wanted to say about this movie is um, the music fucking slaps.
1: With one exception. No. But I will say, I did write in my notes that Tara Tara is extremely upset about some really good funk music.
0: Some great funk music provided by Luke, many of the members of Parliament Funkadelic.
1: My dude, you'd be insane to think I didn't clock them by sight. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is,
0: if you know Parliament Funkadelic, uh, you saw like half of one of the members and you went, hot damn, that's Parliament Funkadelic.
1: Yeah, and God does it slap. It is, so they're in this club, the Rat's Nest, I think. Um, Yeah, the Rat's Nest.
0: Which is just a nice looking club.
1: It's just a, for a dive bar in a quote unquote shady part of town, it's mm-hmm. just a really nice bar. Um, they even
0: have security.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing why everyone is, everyone except Keanu. Well, no, actually, it's just Tara. Everyone's having a great time, including Keanu. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, he was on drugs. But sure,
0: he was on drugs, yeah.
1: Still counts as having a good time. This is what we talk about at Hanksy Panksy all the time. Even if you're on drugs, you're still having a good time. Sure. Unless. Unless. <laughs> unless. Sam's. And unless goes against the wisdom we've been spouting on Hanksy Panksy about drugs for the last, like, yeah, 150 I,
0: episodes. Just going to say if it's uh, if it's a bad trip.
1: Yeah. There are no bad trips. There's just bad memories, Sam.
0: Okay. I'm not gonna co-sign that, but I do wanna move on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the music's great, except for one
0: one track. I um, think I know what you're
1: Yeah. Which is not not great. It's fucking fantastic. And it is. When so in the beginning he gets his dad's car out of this lot and this guy's like let me help you. I know how to break into cars. Yeah, I know how to start cars. Okay, bye. And he takes the car. Um mm-hmm. as he's peeling away, he turns on the stereo, and I guess they couldn't get the rights to anything. So the rock right. is literally just a guitar and the guy going bow, 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 like literally like that. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. It and it's well, so I thought it was uh, him, s- like, singing the line to Bad to the Bone, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's sort of like that, but again, they couldn't get the
0: rights to Bad to the it Bone. It is legally distinct, It yes. is legally distinct Bad to the Bone,
1: and then every time we see that car, it's the same song and he's still
0: going at it. Yes, which, so, okay, let's let's puzzle this one out. So he picked, he stole the car... I'm going to say sometime around midnight. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm really fuzzy on when all this takes place because they pack in a lot of transport Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and a lot of
1: investigation into a single night. So, yeah, I guess it would have to be around midnight, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, so it was around midnight, and then uh, we last see him at the confrontation with Tito on Beacon Street, which was... It was after sunrise, so yeah. maybe like 7, 7 a.m.? Yeah, something like that, 6.30, 7. So this guy is joyriding uh, around <laughs> East L.A. singing one song and one song only on repeat for nine hours?
1: I don't even know how you would do that with 80s technology because, like, let's say you've got a cassette tape. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, remember those '90s kids? Member. Ooh.
0: My bad. Hey, I'm real terrible at math. Yeah, you are. Seven I, hours.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna let you get off on that one. Get off on that count. One count of bad mathery.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's pretty bad, man. So I th- so I was thinking in my head 10 p.m.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that makes I sense. Don't,
0: and I don't know why I was trying to calculate it from 10 p.m. But I, even though I said midnight, all I could think was 10. Yeah, you know, brains are so weird. I was just weird. doing the math from, from 10. Anyway, you were saying?
1: I don't remember what I was saying. Because now I'm just thinking Shit. about how, um, you know, brains, no one really knows how brains work. People say they do, but nobody really knows. No, no.
0: You know, they're a fucking mystery. You yeah. know, science still hasn't figured out even what oh. the brain is made of.
1: No, jello is what it's made of, but what kind yeah. no one can say. No one's what no flavor? one in the history of Earth has been brave enough to try a little bit and see if it's strawberry yeah. or mango or what.
0: Well, it's the mystery flavor. Could be y- anything.
1: Yeah, could be literally anything. Um I remember what I was talking about, and that's how how would you even loop a song like that in with eighties oh. technology? Cause nineties kids member the cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um more like eighties kids member, but I remember cassette tapes and I'm a nineties sure, kids yeah. member. Um Yeah, cause <sighs> would it would it in fact be a single cassette tape where both sides are um literally the same song over and over and over on repeat
0: it would have to be
1: it would have to be right
0: yeah god damn that's a that's i'll tell you not a bestseller
1: no and who who put that together was it was it winston's dad was it keanu's dad or was it keanu
0: so the guy the carjacker
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, does have a bag
0: yeah he has a bag so maybe he made his own like carjacking theme song Mm -hmm. (laughs) recorded that on a loop on both sides of a tape and then every time he steals a car he slaps that in the tape deck and peels off into the night
1: I love this because I love the idea that he made himself an anthem for car thieving Um, Mm -hmm. and it is in fact hand produced by him so it's not part of the fiction of the movie uh, or n- it's not part of the, the production of the movie that this is Legally Distinct Bad to the Bone. No, no, no. Right. It's part of the fiction. Uh, it exactly. is true in this world that this guy made a Legally Distinct f- version of Bad to the Bone, uh, mm-hmm. inspired by Bad to the Bone, and rips around town doing this all night long to the same epic track.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just... Oh, it's choice. It's choice, mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um there was something I was going to Oh, is, speaking of uh 90s kids member, uh at one point Keanu talks about how uh they should go to the bar and ask for a credit card slip. My guy, mm-hmm. do you remember?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody I, in my family had a credit card at that age
0: uh when oh, those Man Yeah. I so I was talking to Kenna about this the other day about the like very satisfying chunky credit card machine, yeah, that they used to use. Do you do you recall this thing?
1: I remember seeing them, yeah. I just don't think anybody I, I uh, you know, and blood relatives with had uh-huh. such a thing, had a credit card that oh. got used all the time, but I remember seeing them, yeah.
0: God, I if I could bottle the sound. Of that just chunky conk conk that it mm-hmm. made as it as it pressed your credit card into the slip, oh yeah, oh god, yeah, it's it's a set it's like um it's like a thousand chunky clickety clackety keyboards all at once.
1: It really is sort of the so if if a clickety clackety mechanical keyboard is sort of the amuse bouche. Uh, mm-hmm. That credit card machine is like the raging climax that you've yes. been waiting for. It is the it's, full release.
0: It's the main course.
1: Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's your entree right there. Yeah. Uh, whether, you know what, if you've never, if you have no clue what we're talking about, go YouTube it and go hear one of these motherfuckers.
0: And here's the thing. You're going to be like, well, who does a YouTube video on it? And I can tell you from experience, there is a training video on YouTube (laughs) from some company. And it is teaching their employees back in fucking the find out uh, in the fuck around days uh, how to use one of these just incredible chonky machines.
1: Yeah. God, they really were pretty awesome. I mean, they were. It was as identity theft was as easy as taking someone's credit card. Sure. So now that yeah. wasn't great. Uh, mm, no. But which, those were yeah. the
0: fuck around days.
1: Those were the fuck around days. Yeah. They didn't so have
0: to find out. No. Who cares so what? Someone about took identity your credit
1: theft. card. Yeah,
0: exactly. Bah, nothing. <laughs> I mean, we see that in this movie where the bartender just takes her credit card, pockets it, and it's just like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, there goes my credit. That's literally what she nah. says.
1: She's like, ah, oh, there goes my credit. Not, oh, my God, the bill is going to be... And I'm going to have to refute the bill and... Mm-hmm.
0: Nope. And I got to this... file the paperwork. I got to freeze my credit with the three credit agencies, which... <sighs> Can I get off track a little bit? You're going to talk about the credit agencies, aren't you? I'm just... I. I don't fully understand them, but Luke, why are there only three companies that control our fucking destinies?
2: Yeah, when it comes I mean to our
0: credit.
1: I believe the 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 term uh, is oligarchy.
2: Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes.
1: Yeah, and for some reason, we're all fine with it—the fact that the three wizards control our financial future.
0: Yeah. What the fuck is up that with that? We just let Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion be like, uh, you better please me or you can't buy a house or a car.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these three oracles high atop a mountain that watch all of your purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get to sort of decide what happens to you. I don't know, man. It's just one of our batshit institutions. I've got a garage full of them.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. I just... It's just so curious to me that it's just three private companies. Like, it would make more sense if it was a government institution, like the Federal Bureau of Credit Score. Well, this is
1: why I keep trying to register the domain uh, creditcheck.gov, and they Mm -hmm. won't let me do it.
0: (laughs) God. What a fucking racket that we live in. Yeah, I mean... Hey, yeah. why do we consent to this? There's I don't know. There's more of
1: us than there are them. Yeah, there's 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 only three of them in, yeah. in this particular racket, but I was gonna say I've got we've got so many rackets, Sam. We've got more rackets than Roger Federer. So
0: Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think it's time to rise up. It I'm, might be. And you know what?
1: That's really the message of this movie. Isn't it? Is it is
0: the- it is to to rise up, seize the means of production, yeah. and kill the bourgeoisie.
1: Yeah, eat them. Eat the rich is sort of mm-hmm. the undertone of this whole movie when oh, you think absolutely.
0: about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean in, in a lot of ways, it's uh it does it does support like a subversion of, of the established order, like uh the Toy Store uh robbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just Fucking heroes, man. Uh, dude holds up Keanu at gunpoint, forces two cops to lock themselves in the back of their, their squad car, and then makes off with a fucking truck full of toys. Yeah, they did They did knock
1: over a toy store. Um. A,
0: a curious choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Here's the thing, I would think I would say it's because of Beanie Babies, but this is pre-beanie baby.
1: This is way pre-beanie baby, because again, nineties
0: kids member. Yeah. And this is the eighties. So So why were they robbing a toy store?
1: I have an idea. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna like it. Uh oh. So, as we all know, notorious serial killer Charles Lee Ray gets trapped in a toy store and then, through some voodoo, transfers his soul into a good guy doll, uh, thus creating Chucky.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Yeah, this is a known fact. The true mm-hmm. fact
0: of truth. So... This is your conspiracy corner. I just want you to know that. Yes. <laughs> Put on a gas mask and get in my bunker
1: because uh, we're going deep on this one. Um, yeah, so I think what they were trying to do is to rob it. For one, it's monetary value. I mean, doll hairs sure. ain't worth nothing, um, mm-hmm. as they say. That's the exact saying yeah. I have on a throw, pillar. Do- throw pillow. Doll hairs ain't nothing. Um, yeah, I've
0: seen that on your throw pillar. Yeah, my throw pillar. Yeah, a little southern slip there for some reason. <laughs> Um. (laughs) oh hey we got so many throw pillars down here you ain't gonna even find the goddamn bed under all them throw pillars
1: you got all these throw pillars and down blankets man i tell you what about a duvet i got plenty of duvets and throw pillars i got
0: got a duvet i got a throw pillar let me tell you something you're gonna have to go to bed about half an hour early to get rid of all these throw pillars
1: Mm -hmm. you're gonna be literally throwing them pillars out the mm-hmm. way going, this is too many goddamn throw pillars.
0: Yeah, and then there are going to be 15 more throw pillars. And you're going to go, where the fuck do I put these throw pillars? <laughs> there ain't no room in this in this room for these throw pillars that ain't the bed. This one says doll
1: hairs ain't nothing. What's that even mean? What? what whose sick joke is that?
0: What sort of sick motherfucker's house am I about to sleep in, goddammit?
1: Yeah, goddammit. Um. Yeah, so I think that you you derailed me sufficiently. I think they they knocked over the toy store to get all the good guy dolls and find the soul of Charles Lee Ray.
0: That's mm, that was okay. my
1: joke. Wackety schmackety do. So.
0: Womp 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 womp. Yeah, why do
1: you think they were they were knocking over a toy store? <sighs> hey, actually, I can think- I? I I have another Mm -hmm. one. I'm going to hijack yours. Yeah, go for it. They say it's prom night. Nobody explicitly says it's not the night before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So I choose to believe it's the night before Christmas and this guy has nothing for his seven kids. (laughs) <laughs> uh, when his goodly wife is at home and is like, "Man, we can't afford toys this year. Santa's not coming," and he goes, "No, no, <laughs> goddamn it! <laughs> I'm gonna get me. They're gonna three... get a
0: whole store's worth of toys." Yeah, um, I'm gonna get me
1: and and another of my best buds, Gary. Gary's an accountant. Yeah, I know, but he's the only friend I've got who's willing to ride or die on this one. Mm-hmm. Um. And so him and Gary, the accountant, go over and commit their first crime ever, which is knocking <laughs> over a toy store <laughs> and holding up a cop at gunpoint just so right. they can get some goddamn toys for this dude's kids. Yep.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, honestly, that's probably better than what I was going to say.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I just, everybody knows that prom can be the night before Christmas.
0: Yeah. I mean, whose prom wasn't on Christmas Eve, am I right? 90s -hmm. kids member. Um, (laughs) Yeah, all I was going to do is make a reference to Home Alone 3.
1: Mm, That's a deep cut.
0: Yeah, because they were stealing all the toys so that they could smuggle uh, secret military uh, hardware chips into toys that would otherwise have just a normal computer chip. I got you. like in home alone three yeah like the exact plot of home alone three for sure yeah yeah the precise plot um hey luke i uh i kind of need you to uh grab an umbrella and uh like a like a nice tweed jacket with elbow patches because it's time to take a stroll down history lane
1: Mm, i feel cozy and dry Yes. On this little walk so far. Yeah.
0: As as well you should, because Luke, we are actually rocketing very far forward in history. Uh, last week, of course, we talked about the uh, uh, fr- first person ever to uh, do drugs, uh, smoke weed. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, we're actually rocketing all the way to uh, the 1800s. Okay. Uh, to a
1: to a Keanu sighting, huh?
0: Yes, uh, because Keanu Reeves was in fact the evangelical preacher and also a uh, stationer and confectioner, A.J. Brown or Ansel Bourne, the first recorded uh, one of the first recorded cases of amnesia. Oh my God! Yes yes mm-hmm. indeed so uh so it's a, a few hundred years later I I do have a photo of Ansel Bourne that no one should look up um because Luke I'm just gonna show this to you and uh, get you to confirm that this looks uh just a dead ringer for Keanu yeah yep see that's all we need folks don't ever look up this photo <laughs> So yeah. Uh so he lived uh eighteen twenty six, nineteen ten, though of course it's Keanu Reeves, so he never actually died, he just faked it. Um and uh yeah. Uh one of the first uh ever documented cases of amnesia. Uh so he was an evangelical preacher in Rhode Island. Uh we all know Keanu's love for the the small, small state. Yeah. Famously. Uh, and-
1: he he loves Rhode Island. Yeah.
0: So he uh, wrote about his experience of some partial amnesia, uh, where he was uh, seized with the idea of visiting a chapel, and then in uh, 1887, January 1887, he went to Rhode Island and uh, kept going until uh, he reached Norristown, Pennsylvania, where he just set up shop as a stationer and confectioner and called himself A.J. Brown. And then on March 14th, he woke up, didn't know where he was, didn't know what he had been doing, still thought it was January, just like this movie. Yeah, so I love
1: the idea that when they cast him in this role, they were like, hey, you're going to have some drug-induced amnesia. And he was like, I don't know about the drug-induced part, but I am right there with you on the amnesia.
0: Yeah, he was like, oh, trust me, I've got some experience with this. Uh, I, I can do that real good yeah and they were like uh, what when
1: you're you're like 20 and he goes don't worry about it yeah and uh just, by gum he did it in this movie
0: he did do it and just a sort of fun little side fact uh on our way out of history lane mm-hmm. uh ansel Bourne is most likely the inspiration for the name born in the in the born identity
1: hell fucking yes so we got john wick inspiring
0: jason Bourne. yep Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh that's History Lane this week. Hmm. I'm still dry and
1: still cozy. And I feel yeah. like I learned something as well.
0: You did. And yeah. uh hopefully you remember it.
1: Mmm. Yeah, time will tell, eh?
0: Yeah, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <sighs> what, o- what else you got?
1: I don't know, man we've kind of covered all the highlights
0: I do have one question Yeah. towards the beginning of the movie he goes to a a store and gets a coffee and a donut Luke what's your favorite kind of donut
1: oh man
0: this is not interesting no I I didn't uh, I didn't ask it to be interesting Luke I asked because (laughs) I genuinely want to know what's your favorite kind of donut
1: Depends. Do I have coffee?
0: Uh, let's do coffee and non-coffee division.
1: Yeah, so coffee division, uh, A coffee division, glazed, plain glazed all day long. Okay, yeah. Classic glazed. Um, If I don't have coffee, love me a maple. Like a maple Ooh. cream kind of donut. Maple
0: is choice.
1: Yeah, get a little bit more flavor going. But if I've got coffee... Classic cop Mm -hmm. rotation, man. You know, bite one, sip the other, bite one, sip the other, until they're Mm. both gone. Uh, Hopefully in equal measure. Hopefully by the time you're throwing one in the bin, you're done with the other. uh,
0: Which do you want to start with and which do you want to end with?
1: I think you want to start with donut and end with
0: coffee. Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, because then you wash it down and you get that last nice little hint of, like, you know, sugary mixed with uh, coffee flavor. That's Mm -hmm. my pro tip. You know, if you're going to do this at home and you absolutely should eat a donut and have some coffee every now and then. um, Sure. That's the order and approach that I would take on this to maximize your pleasure. So, Sam, that's me. What is your favorite donut?
0: I honestly, I really like a jelly donut. Mmm, can't go wrong with a jelly donut. It's sort of a new development for me, but I really like a jelly donut. Um, yeah. Also, a big fan of a cinnamon sugar, or mm. actually, cinnamon twist. I love me a cinnamon twist.
2: Yep, yeah,
1: that's good fried dough right there. That's all oh, that is.
0: This. It's primo fried dough. Mm hmm. <sighs> yeah i gotta say so far uh real impressed with keanu and how fucking smooth he is in this movie
1: Hmm. now talk to me about the smoothness of the keanu a little bit more
0: not necessarily texturally though texturally he does seem to be quite smooth yeah in um, texture he is
1: extremely smooth smooth like yeah, a shark
0: i would call him a soft smooth boy yeah for sure Um, but um but no he's just especially at the end of the movie when he's talking to to tara's dad oh the fucking big dick energy just dripping off this guy yeah he's a real
1: cool operator which again Mm -hmm. i think is one of the reasons why we are gravitating towards john wick vibes we're orbiting right. the John Wick universe to this one. And I think it is because he's such a smooth operator. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and didn't kill anyone.
1: As far as we know. Yeah. I mean Near we didn't we fully can tell. As far as I know, we didn't fully uncover every inch of the sure. night before. Um
0: So yeah, there, there might be some bodies. Yeah, there might that be we some didn't bodies. See.
1: Or some takedowns in another sense, because he meets this one lady several times throughout the night, and when he meets her in the morning, post like having amnesia, uh, mm-hmm. she does kiss him very passionately and is like, "I never thought I'd see you again." Now, was she just getting hers,
2: Ooh, or did nice. they
1: did they go to Pound Town at some point during the night? because the, cause the movie never say. really it never really explains that one.
0: Yeah, you know, and I'm wondering, maybe we shouldn't either.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Maybe Um, we should
0: keep the mystery alive.
1: Yeah, but it does lead me to another point I wanted to make, which is that the whole reason Tara's going to the prom with him is because she lost a bet, and so she has to Mm -hmm. take a geek to the prom. She's like, I wouldn't ordinarily go with you. Yeah, who wouldn't want to go with an with a guy who's incredibly handsome, sweet, and funny? Yeah, none sure. of those are appealing.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, what a what a fuck up! Why would you spend the time with him? He's just he's just chock a block with big dick energy.
1: Yeah, and yeah, lest we forget the big dick energy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, uh, just you know, uh, we're pretty early in the in the sort of series to to get into this but what do you what do you think Keanu's packing
1: I refuse to engage this season I will mm, be okay. Keanu agnostic in the pants region I he's bet it's too nice
0: to... sure but he can be nice and have a honking dinger yeah I just I just feel or, it or feels a, a teensy one he's so
1: private it uh-huh. feels so weird to invade his privacy or invade it his does. privates, if you will.
0: You I know mean, you make a compelling point. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is the season where I just respect his privacy and don't talk about his penis at all. Maybe I for one season retire dick watch.
1: Ooh. Unless 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 it's dangled right in front of your fucking face, my man.
0: Now, if this guy hangs Dong, I'm throwing a fucking party.
1: Yeah. In fact, okay, I'll make this deal with you. Okay. I'm down for disbanding Dick Watch for one Uh season. Unless. Unless. Unless he hangs Dong.
0: And then Dick Watch is on fire.
1: And then Dick Watch is burning the building down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I can agree to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works for me. Them's the rules. I'll put it on another throw pillar and add it to my collection.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's gotta be a big throw pillar if you're fitting all them words on there.
1: Yeah, I just embroider really small. Um, <laughs> I got these delicate hands. I can really mm-hmm. get the fine embroidery going.
0: That's, that's what they always call you Luke Luke soft hands
1: yeah old Luke's soft hand that's what the movie was called the one they made about me
0: mm-hmm well Luke uh, do you want to talk about uh, you you want to get out of here and talk about what we're watching next week yes please okay so next week we're watching I think uh 1988's permanent record
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, we're watching that one. So what do you think happens in Permanent Record?
1: I think Permanent Record is, I'm just writing the John Wick vibes. I think mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is a Guinness Book of World Records investigator, like certifier.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, The person that's there on site to guarantee that you have the most people flipping the bird at the sun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah, it's 50,000, by the way. Um,
0: okay. Excellent.
1: Yeah, and John Wick style, something goes wrong with one Ooh. of the the events, and to certify it, he has to fight his way through hordes of people across an entire city in a weird underground like assassin cult um, hmm. to get to the end to certify that yes, this pigeon went the farthest or whatever uh, in recorded history
0: interesting
1: yeah just to put it in the guinness book of world records i mean sure somebody has to do it yeah
0: okay yeah um i'll tell you up front i don't necessarily want to watch this one
1: Mm, yeah it's not my best
0: (laughs) it's not amazing so what do
1: you what do you think Permanent Record is going to be about? Yeah,
0: so Permanent Record is, uh, as we all know, the movie where uh, Keanu stars as uh, a student in a high school, is the the associate uh, assistant editor uh, of mm-hmm. the school newspaper, and it is a hard hitting sort of j- journalismism uh, movie. Where they're investigating whether or not permanent records actually exist, and they get sort of like stonewalled by the administration. Mm. There are a lot of like backroom deals. There's a lot of coffee, a lot of cigarettes, even though they're teens. Yeah. Um. It's uh. It's pretty tense, honestly. Mm. Uh. They they meet a shadowy figure in the um in the theater uh room in the, the like dressing room, uh, who, who hands them some secret files about what the administration is up to with permanent records. So I think it's all about that. Nice.
1: Kind of a brick-style setup, if you remember the movie Brick. Um, I think is what it was called. The JGL movie? Um.
0: Uh, I don't know that I saw that one.
1: Yeah, anyway, I love what you're putting down. It has great energy. And uh, I'm sure that's what we'll see next week.
0: Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Uh, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can find us on Twitter as long as it lasts at Hanksy Panksy. And you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, Hanksy Panksy. And we got a lot of fun stuff over there. Uh, join, join, join the Patreon. Chuck us some money. Uh, have a good time, and uh, chuck us enough, and you too can be one of Hank's heroes. That's uh, just like Russell Tuck and Daniel. I'd rob a toy store with y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Luke, do you do you have a final quote?
1: I do, and it is: my first wife was a truck driver. She's dead now.
0: <laughs> yep that's it oh lovely well folks thanks for listening to another episode of hanksy panksy honor among reeves Uh, and we'll be back next week with 1988's permanent record